I still remember the first time I was issued a company card way back when I was like, oh, wow, I got a company card. I made it. I've arrived. It was was an I made it experience. Nothing says success like going out for a nice meal and charging it to your company's credit card. Ribeye steak and fine red wine. Here I come. Just kidding, of course. A responsible employee would never max out their meal budget. But seriously, corporate credit cards can be a win-win for employees and their companies. For employees, they're a convenient way to pay for expenses. And for companies, they give them better transparency and control over their spending. So why aren't more companies taking advantage of commercial credit cards? Commercial card spending is steadily growing, but a lot of small and medium-sized businesses still haven't adopted them. But FIS's Ellen Winterrod says that's starting to change as the COVID crisis shakes up company routines and creates new incentives for them to adopt commercial credit cards. It's the same thing that we've all done in 2020. We've all adapted. We've all changed. We've created new habits. We've looked at ways in different, in different angles that we never would have thought before. This is Financial Futures, the podcast that charts the frontiers of fintech innovation, where we explore the trends that are already transforming financial institutions and the technologies we'll need to prosper in a brave new payment landscape. I'm your host, Erin Dangler, and today on the show, we're talking about emerging opportunities in commercial credit cards. We'll talk about why COVID is forcing companies to rethink how they pay for expenses the advantages commercial cards have over personal cards for business spending, and how financial institutions can get middle market companies to see the benefits of commercial cards and design products that cater to the digital age. Is expanding commercial credit card offerings a risky play or an untapped opportunity? Joining us today to help answer this question is Ellen Winterrod, Senior Product Manager at FIS. Welcome, Ellen. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Erin. I'm really excited to be here. Let's first talk about the problem with commercial card adoption. So let's go back. What is the current status of commercial cards versus personal card use for businesses of different sizes? So if you look at the small uh, to mid-market, so you're looking at companies under, which is this is going to be a huge range. But anywhere from making, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars annually to one billion. Again, huge range there. That's that's small to mid-market? Yeah, that is small to mid-market. Your mid-market starts at the, the 10 million to 1 billion range. Uh, so anything under 10 is considered small. Where we see the adoption is people are still using their personal cards with the rewards benefits. They don't see the need to to come out with a full, robust commercial card program for their businesses. Maybe they don't have a lot of employees, and it's just much easier to give Sally or Joe their personal card with high rewards, high benefits to say, hey, just make this one-time purchase you need on this card, and they reap the benefits of those rewards programs. And they just, they don't maybe see the value for the company to have the cash flow that comes in hand to where you're segregating your consumer kind of savings with your kind of market and spend a bucket with your company spend. And so bigger companies, that's over, what did you say, 500? Uh, One billion. Oh, yeah. So you're you're large. (laughs) You're large companies. You'll still see um, 
a pretty good adoption rate depending upon the market that they're in. So medical school, they all see a need. Um, industries such as um, agricultural, medical, schooling, any of those, you're, you're going to see some credit card usage, but you could see some that still use expense management solutions, but they read, they go the reimbursement route with their employees. So they just, again, not seeing the benefit of having that complete, every employee has it, or maybe they don't have enough employees who spend on a regular basis, and maybe they're not versatile in commercial cards. And it could have possibly been, maybe they had a program years ago, even on the larger side, and maybe they had some employee fraud or they had some bad experiences, maybe some bad mismanagement. And so it just turned the company off on using commercial cards and they haven't re-educated themselves on where commercial cards maybe were five, 10 years ago to where they are now, to you know all the stop gaps that are in place to help those things not happen, or at least reduce the risk to be within their risk tolerances that they like. So we're talking again about different sizes of businesses with commercial and personal cards, we are still seeing growth in the commercial card use, correct? We're seeing trending upwards. Yes, definitely trending upwards. There's been slight, if you look at September, October numbers, you're going to start seeing a slighter increase. Not a lot of gain, but a couple percentages kind of going back to the recovery which is where we're at. T&E spend is still down. We know that cross-border travel isn't, isn't available at this time and who knows when it will be available. But where we're seeing the rise is the return of purchasing card, or not really the return, but the more use of purchasing cards for supplies. Companies are starting, the ones that had cards maybe are starting to realize the benefit of the cash flow that it can give businesses that maybe typically didn't use their card for some of their spend or starting to put more spend on it, you know, try to pay more invoices with their commercial card, reap the benefits that way. Because just as the usage, more merchants are starting to, and businesses with B2B are starting to accept credit cards as a viable option because they're realizing a paper check in the mail of COVID. I, I don't, everything is getting late. It's, you almost want to do three, four weeks for mailing. And if you're paying an invoice, you don't, you don't want that. Or if you're getting the funds, you don't want that. So that adoption of being able to accept credit cards and using your credit card to pay those invoices is definitely on the rise. And, and you're seeing that uptick now. Um, so, you know, even with this growth in the commercial card sector, and we're still not seeing these small to medium-sized businesses adopt commercial cards. They're still using personal cards. So can you talk a little bit about what the considerations are on a customer standpoint in choosing between a commercial and a personal card? What are some pros and some cons? Um, sometimes they just think it's easier. They don't want to go through another credit card application. What's the underwriting going to be like on a, on a commercial card? Maybe they've done loans and they have that type. And they're just like, I, I just, they don't want that experience. But they're not realizing the benefits that go hand in hand with, you know, going through that underwriting and having that cash flow. And commercial cards, it used to be very heavy rebates. Um, and you still are, do have some fantastic rebate programs out there for commercial card usage. But you're also going to have uh, the rewards and the loyalty offerings now are starting to pop up on commercial cards. You might, as a, a commercial company, you might, with your in talks with your financial institution, be able to have your standard rebate program you've had, but then also maybe dip into or take advantage of rewards programs and not only just benefit you as the employee owner, but use it as an added perk for your employees because employee retention right now, you got to keep the good ones. 
In doing this research, it looks like personal cards may be afforded more security, would you say, because of the, the Credit Card Accountability Act of 2009? When it comes to consumer versus commercial and that aspects, yes, there's more, I'll say, federal regulations surrounding a consumer card as far as rates and APRs and fees uh, that can be charged on your consumer card. There's not necessarily all of those apply to when you start looking at commercial cards, but there's benefits that you get as a financial institution offering it, but there's also you know benefits to the employer because then it's not impacting my consumer credit report. So if I have a $15,000 credit line and I'm using that constantly for my business, well, on my consumer credit report, I'm constantly showing a maxed out credit card, which doesn't look good if all of a sudden maybe my car breaks down and I need to go get a new car and I might not get the best rate because I have this high credit line out there that's constantly maxed out. Yeah, getting paid, but... You know, there's that risk. Well, and it can help your credit from a business standpoint if you have a business a business card. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. If the financial institution reports their cards to the business bureaus, that will definitely help your business. So do small businesses and mid-market businesses behave differently in terms of uh, how they operate within the market? I think we're starting to see some similarities between the streams. Even if I'm a small business, I still want access to my data. I still want easy. I still want secure. There's fraud monitoring. Uh, there's even custom fraud monitoring for commercial spend. So if you're segmenting, your, you're doing your consumer and your commercial spend all on your one card, my, my fraud rules might be a little bit funky. So there's there's that, again, the, the benefit and the lift of having your segregated spending. And small businesses are starting to recognize kind of all of these different benefits to having the separate channels that the mid-market maybe has caught on and definitely the, the, the large market. And they're starting to adopt some of these same trends. They want the contactless, just like the mid-market and the, the large commercial. They want tokenization. Um, you'll probably see more tokenization on the small to mid-market range and not necessarily on the large because with the large, I might be using my personal device for my company card. And depending upon company policy, they may or may not like that. It's just a kind of, again, a risk tolerance that the company has to decide that they want. But it's we're seeing streamlines and it's a matter of automation is, is the key because employment rates we know are down. Unfortunately, with COVID, a lot of companies had to downsize. So they have to take a look at their employees and how can they make life easier, potentially with less people, less bodies? I think we all have gone through that with our, our work life. Um, we've had those moments in time of, of how to make it better. What are some other benefits of commercial cards for any, for any level business? Data, data, data and digital. <laughs> like that is like the biggest trends in the commercial space. And depending upon with your issuers, you get access segmenting out your commercial spend, kind of what I've talked about previously, from your consumer spend, you get access to all of that data. Now all of a sudden you have maybe six months worth of credit cards and you can go, wow, I spend a lot at Staples or wow, my employees spend a lot at Starbucks. Is there any type of leverage we can do? Two places I spend a lot of money, by the way, yeah. just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of companies do. You know, obviously, but you have some sort of supply company and, you know, they're going to go and they can leverage to say, hey, Staples, we spend a lot of money here. Here's all of our records. Can you give us some type of discount? Can you, you know, they can leverage that type of information, you know, partnerships and, you know, they have rebates options, loyalty, just like there's on consumer. There's, there's tons of, there's 
tons of reasons why you would want to go with a commercial card and, and stop spending on your consumer card. And would you say employees are happier when they have a commercial card? I think so, yeah, because it's depending upon the employer. Like I said, there's some employers now that are using the loyalty programs as an added employee benefit. And it's at no, well, really no cost to the employer or minimal cost to the employer of, of doing that. It's your regular spend and you're just letting the employee maybe redeem for that Starbucks gift card instead of spending it on the commercial card. And you, know, you can do benefits like that. So I think employees are definitely seeing that. Yeah, my husband does that. I, I didn't realize he could kind of double dip. He's allowed to use the benefits for his own personal T&E, whatever he's doing, rebates, I, I would think that those rewards would go to the company. Not in all cases. Not in all cases. There's a lot of times, even with a commercial card, I do it myself. The pre-COVID, I was traveling a lot. So I had loyalty programs with the airlines and car rental agencies, and those were my personal loyalty points. But all the spend was on the company end. You know, it was needed travel that I had to do. Um, you know, that I, I enjoyed doing, you know, for my company. But, you know, I had the added perk of, well, if I build up this hotel stay, you know, on these reports, points, I can even use them personally after COVID's over and we can stay in a hotel. <laughs> so ready for that. Yes. Well, so let's talk a little bit more about the middle market. Why do you think the middle market has been overlooked in the past in terms of financial institutions reaching out for commercial card adoption? Well, I think it's it's a trend that everybody wants to go after the big players. Everybody wants the big players around them and surrounding them. And it's it's easy to get, or not necessarily easy, but it's easier to get the smaller businesses because you have relationships with them. They typically walk in on a day-to-day basis. They have you know personal accounts and they're kind of spreading the love, you know, with that way. But the middle market, they will shop financial institutions. So I might have, as a middle market owner, I could have my checking and maybe a loan at bank or credit union A, and then I could have my credit card at another financial institution. I'm not necessarily as loyal, maybe as a small business owner, to one place. And I don't maybe have the very, very, very large spend that goes with those large businesses. So they just, I think, somehow got lost in the shuffle over the years. So who are these elusive middle market companies that don't know what they're missing in commercial credit cards? Ellen gives one example. If you think about it, a car dealership. Would you think that a car dealership would ever need a credit card? No. Probably not. No. But there's a parts and labor department. What if all of a sudden they get a rush on cars or all of a sudden their one piece that they had, their one part that they needed to fix this car broke when they were trying to put it on? Now they have to go buy a part mid-repair. Well, right there, instead of them dipping cash out of the register, they can just say, hey, here, Paul, Tom, Sarah, Jane, whoever you are, take your corporate card and, you know, go up the street and get the part that we need from, you know, either another dealership or a parts store. And they help with the cash flow just like that. They're not dipping into the register. They still have their cash on hand and they have the 30 day, 45 day window to pay that purchase back. And get some rewards or rebates. Exactly, get some rewards. (laughs) Exactly, build their credit. And reduce risk and fraud. When COVID came along, Ellen says it was a shock to a lot of middle market companies like that car dealership. But the ways they've had to adapt to the crisis could actually make commercial cards more appealing. 
Ellen thinks of one company in particular that found a less than ideal workaround for their payments process. So funny, not funny story. Uh, it was a, you'll hear it, it's a mid-market company and they were still writing heavy paper checks. One of their employees, you know, that was authorized, you know, probably went through some security checks, I'm going to imagine, took their check printer home and put it in their garage so they could continue to write checks as needed, which is very scary to me for many, many reasons. So, wow. Yeah, I mean, that was one of their ways for adoption to how they reacted to COVID. Right, wrong, indifferent, that's just how this company reacted. Right. Well, and many companies probably panicked. You know, I think I saw a statistic that 25% were fearing catastrophic losses and that 75% report that ongoing uncertainty is their constant nemesis. And we all know that the market likes certainty. So to be in this constant state of uncertainty is very scary. Yes. So... If they're in that position and we're finding this adoption of commercial card, what would a middle market organization be looking for in terms of a commercial card offering right now? So they want to take a look. There's different types of commercial cards because we say commercial cards and it's like a, it's a blanket. So you could be going for a purchasing card, which is more for your office goods. It could be, depending upon your financial financial institution, you can use authorization restrictions to allow it only at certain merchants. So merchant category codes, if you're familiar with that terminology, just how the networks kind of bundle different types of merchants as, you know, a hospital or retail or coffee shop. So that's your that's kind of your purchasing card. You have your TNE, so which is your travel and expense. And that's probably most of the cards that we have in our wallets as professionals that we have to go on airplanes and hotel stays and gas and pay for dinners, potentially with clients or just traveling in general. Uh, again, authorization restrictions can apply there. So if I want to restrict that as an employer, I can restrict that down to certain MCC codes or merchant category codes. And then you also have Fleet. And Fleet is, uh, it's been around for a long time. Uh, it's probably one that maybe people don't understand the most. There's a lot of complexities because Fleet, that's where you're doing your drivers. So anybody who was maybe local repairman, truck drivers, uh, local delivery drivers would have this car that would specifically be used for fuel purchases at the pump. And it also tracks your driver's ID, it tracks the vehicle ID, and gives that reporting back. So and I, we see Fleet is now on a little bit of a rise with COVID and the better tracking of the fuel purchases. Would you say that middle markets aren't as demanding in terms of what they want? I mean, that they're looking more for ease of use and convenience over rewards or rebates or, or a little of both? I think they're, they're looking for a little bit of both. They're, it depends upon the owner and how savvy they are just with any consumer. Uh, same thing goes for the middle market is they might be more loyalty driven and want their loyalty for them as the owner of the company. You know, I built this company. I want to see the rewards. You know, I want to reap the benefits off of it. So that could be them. It could also just be their lack of knowledge regarding commercial cards and, and the benefits that we've talked about. Um, so how can financial institutions fulfill the middle market needs in terms of these commercial needs and commercial cards? So I think they can tap into their own treasury management clients. So start looking in-house, get to know your clients, get to know their spend, get to know who has a credit card, 
uh, with you if you currently offer commercial cards and who doesn't. And, you know, talk to the ones who don't. You know, why why is it? Is it a matter of just educating? They don't realize the cash flow benefits, the loyalty options they have, essentially the rebates. You know, what what's stopping them from getting a commercial card? And can they, how can FIs reach out and market their offerings? Uh, so they're, depending upon who their issuer is, you know, they could work hand in hand, depending for your small and your mid, you could look at doing some sort of campaign out to your, to the businesses in the area. You could look at way back when, when I was in sales, we would walk the streets and we would literally just knock on the local businesses and say, Hey, who, who's your bank with? Is the owner available? And they can just talk to the local businesses, you know, call up the larger ones, see if they can set up a meeting and arrangement uh, to offer better. Cause everybody during this time is looking for digitization and data. And those are the two things. If they can market those things, they will definitely have the upper hand on their competitors. So what would you say, I think you've already hit on some of these, but what would you say are the top three best practices or tips for marketing commercial cards? I would definitely say market your data. So what what type of reporting, what type of data, what type of analytics they can get. Market your ease of use. So contactless tokenization, I highly recommend getting those enabled if you don't already for your commercial cards. And lastly, your brand, your brand, financial institutions work so hard to get their brand known and out there and share that and say, we're not just for your personal cards, we're for your commercial cards. We can help you from buying your house or your first car all the way to helping your day-to-day spend on your business. Is it risky right now for financial institutions to offer more commercial cards, or is this an opportunity? I believe it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to expand the relationships that you already have, kind of, again, dipping into their treasury management, you know, customers that they already have in hand. And it's showing we care, we understand, we know there's a need. You need cash on hand. This card will help you with cash flow. It's a We are now, we've seen COVID obviously go from a very risky stage to almost a stabilized to where we were just kind of, we saw the impact businesses had adjusted. Um, The other spend would travel down, purchasing, switching over. But now's the time for financial institutions to have those conversations to say, let's get you a card or or let's look at our own program in-house. You know, are we offering loyalty? Why or why not? Let's, again, look at our clients and what are they asking for and kind of do that deep dive inside uh, their financial institution so that way they can reinvest in their products they're offering. So let's talk a little bit about commercial card strategy. So what should financial institutions be looking for in a commercial card program? They want to match what they're offering consumers. So if you offer contactless on your consumer cards, I would say offer it on your commercial because your commercial users want it. Tokenization, we talked about that before, you know, it's the rise to no longer having to touch my physical plastic. I, I don't want to have to touch my physical plastic as a employer, employee, or consumer. So regardless of which hat I'm, I'm using, I, I want that, that option. So, and then of course, the card management piece that goes hand in hand with that. The card management meaning? 
So there's typically always an online tool that would be available, so an online website that the program administrator for the company, so typically a company will appoint one person, so they'll appoint Aaron to log in every day and maybe open up new accounts, close cards for employees who are no longer um, employed or no longer need a card, maybe they just accepted a new job role or um, maybe changed limits to where Ellen was no longer traveling and all of a sudden she's traveling. So her reduced limit, we now need to bump it back up to you know 3,000 so that way she can travel again. What will financial institutions gain by establishing or expanding their commercial card programs? So, um, money. Money. Everybody yeah. loves Always money, money right? It's, it's money. <laughs> uh, so interchange, which you really haven't talked about a lot, is higher on your commercial cards. So depending upon the, the card, purchasing, T&E, small business, or fleet, you have different interchange rates that go hand in hand and access to different level points of data. You know, there's uh, level two, level three data with both Visa and MasterCard that gets you more in-depth information about the merchant, their name, their address, their type of um MCC uh, details regarding the transaction itself. And you just don't get that level of data using your consumer card. I want to go back to a point you mentioned earlier, just because I knew we were going to hit on it at this point in the program. You had talked about the lack of customer education around commercial cards. How can financial institutions tackle that? And is it their responsibility? Um, Responsibility, that's a tough word. I, I think if they want to grow their program, I think they do have a little bit of responsibility in making sure their companies that they open cards with know all the options. So at least providing them the literature. I've seen financial institutions, again, adaptability is huge with COVID. They're starting to offer webinars for their use free webinars for their companies to join and say, hey, we're just gonna talk about what we offer on you know this type of offering, how you can better utilize our card management tool, our card management site, or how I can better utilize our expense management piece that we offer. I think it goes hand in hand. And if you start offering maybe those types of free services, you might be able to lure new clients because company another company might go, wait a minute, my FI doesn't do anything like that. I don't think they care about me as a commercial card user. Like, and you're, because they talk, everybody talks, businesses talk. So um, small, medium, large, it doesn't matter. So it's a nice way, might take some time to do, uh, which, you know, time is always precious. It's the one thing that you spend that you never get back. But I think investing that time is going to be well worth it in the long run. It's a, it's a short-term kind of pain point, but a long-term gain. What's your prediction for the next year or two in terms of commercial cards? Oh, so I, I still see it on the rise. I still see a, you have a slower uptick. I see definitely the continued trend with payables and virtual card becoming uh, a very viable option because I would love to say that I think travel is going to rebound you know, soon. I think we're going to start seeing some of it come back, but definitely not where it was um, for at least another couple of years probably. Uh, so you'll see virtual cards taking place of that to where maybe employees who never, who used to travel, I no longer need a, a card on a day-to-day basis, having that risk for that company to have that card number out there. So you'll see virtual cards for one-time use, not just for your B2B spend, definitely taking place of that. Do you see more growth in the mid-market as far as commercial card adoption? Yes, yes. I, I definitely see once the education comes into play, And the marketing of the financial institutions to those owners and getting that segment out there, I think we'll see a rise in mid-market owners wanting to stop spending on their personal cards and they'll see the benefits of 
of having that commercial commercial card in hand. Well, Ellen Winterrod, thank you so much for your time today. Senior Product Manager at FIS. We're delighted to have you and your expertise and wisdom today. Well, thank you for having me, Erin. It was a pleasure talking to you. That's it for today's show. Join us again next time for the season one finale of Financial Futures. We've saved a pretty juicy one for last, fraud in the age of digital payments. You won't want to miss it.